my left foot just started tingling and I just kind of stomped on it to wake it up, not thinking anything of it. And I called my husband at work and just told him I didn't feel right. I didn't know what was going on with me, but I just didn't feel right. And when I went to use the restroom, I stood up and I hit the floor. And all I remember is urinating on myself and vomiting on myself. I remember waking up in the hospital and I was just welling my arms like, I want to go home, I want to go home. When I finally, I guess, became conscious to realize what was going on, I had no movement of my left side. I couldn't even feel it. And I had developed a thing called left side neglect where I forgot my left side existed. My face drooped on the left side. I slobbed a lot. My speech was null and void, a little slurred, really, really bad. You could barely understand me. I had a little bit of aphasia. I realized my mom had died from a stroke and I'm here right now. So I learned to be grateful because my kids still had their mom. It lit a fire under my ass, to say the least. It was like my kids saw me fall, so they have to watch me rise. It took the left side of my body, but it didn't take my spirit. And so I've been fighting ever since. My walking gait definitely is not 100%, but I give myself a good 80%. My toes still on the left side still don't work. They curl up really, really bad, causing severe pain in my toes. And I've developed tendonitis and carpal tunnel in my strong side because I use it for everything. Hello, I'm Mark Goodyear, and this is Stroke Stories, the podcast that seeks out and hears from stroke survivors. Prolonged periods of stress can cause the heart to work harder, increase blood pressure, and increase sugar and fat levels in the blood. These things, in turn, can increase the risk of clots forming and traveling to the heart or brain, causing a heart attack or stroke. In this episode, we'll hear from Cynthia Joy Towner, originally from Chicago, now living in Colorado Springs, who suffered a stroke at the age of 31. Life before my stroke was... I was a beautician and I worked from home. I had two young boys who were then three and five. I didn't do much positive with my life except for whatever I wanted to do, like going to clubs and stuff like that, because I was 31. So I was kind of in the streets, definitely stressful, just trying to figure out which way was up. Coming from the rural side of Chicago, Illinois, the South Side was pretty rough. I didn't have much guidance and stability. So my life was very chaotic and it was full of a lot of anger and resentment and drinking and partying. So yeah, it was very stressful. I had a hemorrhagic stroke, so it affected my right side of my brain, which of course affected my left side, which caused my left side to be paralyzed. It was due to hypertension and not taking my medication. And of course, stress added to it. I had it while cleaning my house with my kids. I was shampooing carpets and stuff and I felt funny and my left foot just started tingling and I just kind of stomped on it to wake it up, not thinking anything of it. And I called my husband at work and just told him I didn't feel right. I didn't know what was going on with me, but I just didn't feel right. And when I went to use the restroom, I stood up and I hit the floor. And all I remember is urinating on myself and vomiting on myself. And I remember my son trying to wake me up, but my body wouldn't move. And then my neighbor's coming in, and I remember somebody saying, stick your tongue out. And when I did, 
they said you're having a stroke, but I still hadn't processed that. I didn't know what that meant. Although my mom died from a stroke, I still didn't know what that meant. So I remember waking up in the hospital and I was just welling my arms like, I want to go home. I want to go home. When I finally, I guess, became conscious to realize what was going on, I had no movement of my left side. I couldn't even feel it. And I had developed a thing called left side neglect where I forgot my left side existed. My face drooped on the left side. I slobbed a lot. My speech was null and void. It was slurred really, really bad. You can barely understand me. I had a little bit of aphasia. And then, of course, I woke up in the hospital angry and pissed off with the world. I got over that quick because I realized my mom had died from a stroke. And I'm here right now. So I learned to be grateful because my kids still had their mom. It lit a fire under my ass, to say the least. It was like my kids saw me fall, so they have to watch me rise. It took the left side of my body, but it didn't take my spirit. And so I've been fighting ever since. Cynthia was in hospital for six weeks. I didn't have any operations. I just had all the therapies, uh, speech therapy, physical therapy, occupational therapy. I immediately started going to outpatient therapy, not even the next week after I got out the hospital. And it was funny because I got out the hospital on um, 9-11. I started physical therapy, I want to say on the 17th. And I've been going ever since. I'm like six and a half years in and I've been going on and off ever since. I had a surgery on my on my hand to help with my spasticity because my tendons had shrunk. So I had the tendon lengthening surgery to help my hand. My walking gait definitely is not 100%, but I give myself a good 80%. My toes still on the left side still don't work. They curl up really, really bad, causing severe pain in my toes. And I've developed tendonitis and carpal tunnel in my strong side because I use it for everything. My left side, my my left arm is still really, really tight. But I do have some movement and some feeling, but my fingers, I still don't have any movement there. So those are my main things that I still have as far as my physical limitations. But mentally, I definitely deal with PTSD and depression. So that's been an effective stroke. But I've been maintaining that through finding the light at the end of the tunnel and being the positivity in the world of darkness, if that makes sense. And it also has made me realize that I don't necessarily claim PTSD or depression. I don't really claim it, but I know it's there. But I don't claim it because my therapy has made me realize and understand everything that I'm feeling is normal for somebody whose life changed in the blink of an eye. So it's normal to have feelings of depression or remembering the exact event or stuff like that. So I don't necessarily try to label myself or even take a lot of medications for it because I don't want to be numb to what I'm going through. I use it to strengthen me and to strengthen others that I meet. Coming up, Cynthia on helping other stroke survivors. I've created a YouTube channel and a Facebook page called Strength in You. And on this page, I get on there and we do different exercises together because For one, I know how discouraging it could be trying to do these things on your own when you don't have the proper support or 
the proper, well, people who understand your struggle. And so for me, I'm like, who better to help a stroke survivor than a stroke survivor? And taking your time. The main thing above anything, be patient and have positivity through it all. You're going to have up and down days and moments. It's okay to be human, but don't give in to giving up on yourself. Anything worth having will be hard. That's including getting your body back. That's including helping the person through the storm. But without the storm, you wouldn't have flowers. Let's hear how Cynthia's stroke resulted in a change in career. Originally, coming from Chicago, I wanted to be a teacher. But then I moved to Colorado and everything changed. And I was like, oh, teaching is good. But I was doing hair. But after my stroke, I couldn't do hair anymore. So it was like, well, what am I going to do with my life? I had to figure it out, you know? And it was like, I was still volunteering in the classroom with both of my boys. Like I said, they were three and five. So I was volunteering with them. And the teachers were like, the kids love you and you really work well with the kids. They just kept encouraging me. And they happened to have a program where they would pay for me to go back to school and become a teacher. And I was like, well, look at God. Everything works and happens for a reason. So I took that as an opportunity to prove to myself that I wasn't what happened to me and that there was life after stroke and I can have a degree and, you know, I can create a career for myself and be something special. So that's what made me go back to school and become a preschool teacher. And I've been doing that now for about six years, but I'm actually going to go back to school <laughs> and I'm going to become a physical therapist because I've been motivating and encouraging other stroke survivors. And I found that to be my new passion because I love to be able to give back to people that's just like me and to put light in their life. I'm more open to all types of walks of life. Me proving to myself that I can become a preschool teacher has opened my eyes to a world of I can do anything in this world and just try. As long as I just try it, I can accomplish the success that I want. So I definitely feel like stroke has impacted where I'm going in life and to know that I can do it. I've created a YouTube channel and a Facebook page called Strength in You. And on this page, I get on there and we do different exercises together because for one, I know how discouraging it could be trying to do these things on your own when you don't have the proper support or the proper, well, people who understand your struggle. And so for me, I'm like, who better to help a stroke survivor than a stroke survivor? So I do simple things like turning on the light switches, because to me, that's therapy, going for walks, cooking, even going like to do karaoke and stuff like that, because it's a sense of empowerment to know I can get out there in the world with everybody else and be okay. I've been in motivating and encouraging, not even knowing that's what I've been doing, but people have been messaging me and, you know, letting me know the impact I've had on their life. So that's what made me want to switch to the physical therapy thing because I can wake up every single day of my life because I'm going to have to every day of my life and work out and do things for myself. So I figure, why not do it for my people? We had, we're a team in this, you know? Even though a lot of us do physio and all those different things, those doctors don't know what we're going through because they haven't actually been through it. So 
I find that it's an important role for me to be there for other survivors like me. I have to go back to school. It's a two-year program. Well, it's two or four years. I can choose whichever one I want to do. And right now, I'm going to start with two because, as you know, it can be overwhelming to put so much on yourself at once. So I'm taking it a step at a time. And it's a two-year program. I'm supposed to start waiting on financial aid. I'm waiting on financial aid to go through so I can get that started. So hopefully, I'll get started in the fall. And in the next two years... I'll just keep building on the strength in you. And eventually I'll be able to become like a nonprofit organization and help survivors go to places like stroke camp and, you know, help them pay for devices and things that they need to help them through recovery and open up a little gym that's solely a stroke survivor based gym from a stroke survivor. Like (laughs) I'm excited for my future and stroke has done that because This was a reinvention of me, you know? Cynthia's kids have also responded incredibly positively to her post-stroke life. I've been blessed. My kids are amazing. Of course, the first year, it was an adjustment, you know, because mommy wasn't the same. Mommy didn't walk the same. Mommy didn't do a lot of things the same. It was a battle. But through them watching me volunteer in their classroom and go to the hospital and volunteer and create my Strength in You page and give back there. They have been bragging about me. They exercise with me. They encourage me more. And they are proud of me. I find that they they see people for their heart, not for their bodies or, you know, their outer appearance. They're more into a person for their heart. And I think that's because They love me unconditionally. So since my body and stuff is not the same, but I'm the same person, they love me even more, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? The main thing above anything, be patient and have positivity through it all. You're going to have up and down days and moments. It's okay to be human, but don't give in to giving up on yourself. Anything worth having will be hard. That's including getting your body back. That's including helping the person through the storm. But without the storm, you wouldn't have flowers. So embrace all of it because it all is a learning and a strengthening process. Patience, patience, patience. Positivity, positivity, positivity. Those two things will take you so far in recovery and in helping someone recover. For Facebook, they will go to facebook.com forward slash I am strive. And for YouTube, it would be the strength in you. And I also have the strength in you.org is my website. And you'll see me post different things. And all of my stuff is unfiltered <laughs> and unedited. I wear my heart on my sleeve. Cynthia's stroke forced her to change a number of things in her life, and she's now working on becoming a physiotherapist to help other recovering stroke survivors. Thank you for subscribing to Stroke Stories. Please do continue to rate and comment on the episodes to help us spread the word. And if you are or you know of a stroke survivor and there's a story you can share, please do get in touch via Twitter or Instagram. Our DMs are open. The Stroke Stories podcast was produced by Aidan Judd. I'm Mark Goodyear. Thank you for listening.